What's good, everybody? It's your man, Big Dog, coming live and at you another True Players Podcast episode. This is our first live sports podcast episode at the official of Sportscast episode. My man, my man, Mark, could have joined us. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals, the NBA Draft, and the Major League Baseball's trade deadline. Stay tuned. We got a good, we got a good episode coming for you. We're back. Your man, Big Dog, coming live at you. Uh, I got to bring in my man, Mark. And Mark, introduce yourself to the people. What's going on, guys? My name's Mark. And we're going to get it going, man. We're going to talk a lot about a lot of baseball today. So let's do it. All right. But before we get to the baseball part, we're going to talk about basketball. Um, first things first, we want to congratulate the Milwaukee Bucks. I know it's been two weeks since they've been world champion. We've got to congratulate the Greek freak, Giannis Tentacumpo, on winning his first chip. And bring the championship back to Milwaukee for the first time in over 30 years, man. 30 years has been a long time for that town to get a basketball championship. And he did it the right way. He stuck with the team that he drafted with. He didn't ask for no extra superstars, unlike another superstar that we will talk about later. He did it with um, Chris Middleton. He did it with Drew Holiday. Good, solid, good, solid players. He already had Chris Middleton there with him. But they brought in a good, solid point guard, Drew Holiday. And I must tell you, his performance in Game Five is what changed the entire series. Them all three of them playing together, playing great basketball together, is the reason why they're world champions today. Take nothing away from Milwaukee. I know a lot of people are saying a whole lot of stuff. Or oh, they got lucky. Brooklyn was injured. Atlanta was injured on their way to the finals. No one told James Harden the party to force trade together Houston. Okay. That's not Milwaukee's fault. All right. So let's not let's cut that BS out. Let's give credit where credit is due. The Greek freak got his championship by through hard work and his competitive spirit. It was like, listen, I want to win with Milwaukee, and he accomplished that. So what do you want to say about that more? Listen, man, Giannis proved me wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he proved me wrong because I'm a bit, I talked to you. I said I, I didn't think that we were gonna win the series. Uh, I thought Phoenix had a better team. I thought, I think plenty, most people thought that they played probably the stupidest uh, game of basketball in game one and two mm-hmm. uh, of the series, and, and they, they turned it around. I mean, I, I can't say, I don't even know what to say about the, the performance about for Giannis Antetokounmpo and, and, and for the, winning four straight, mm-hmm. beating a team like Phoenix with, with, with Devin Booker, with Chris Paul, who, who unfortunately is still ringless. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, and we'll talk about that later when it comes to uh, his future. 
But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it it's, it's, it was one it was one of the best series um, in a while. It was mm-hmm. it was uh, it, it it proved that being a true team player, being a hometown kid or hometowner, and then coming and staying where you started, mm-hmm. it paid off. And I think that's going to be a a big uh, uh, step for a lot of young guys coming into the league. Uh, we had the draft last night, and uh, I know I, I I can this is. I can't be more happy for Giannis, honestly. And Milwaukee deserved it. And they, they showed up <laughs> in, uh, for game six, man. They, they were all out there. So uh, it's time, man. Absolutely. But the thing, the, thing that, the thing that I was rooting hard for Chris Paul to win the chip, I was rooting hard for Devin Booker to win that chip, I guess it just wasn't their, just wasn't their time. And the fact that um, DeAndre Ayton had a horrible NBA Finals, that's, that's – that was a key. That was a big key too. Yeah, you know, it, it's 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 growing pains. I, mm-hmm. They'll be back, and and it all comes down to sorry, guys. We have a little technical difficulties with the sound. We'll be back. We'll be waiting for more to set up his um. Audio. Like I said, whether whether we all we were rooting for Chris Paul to, to uh, win the championship, I was rooting hard for him. He was playing hard. He kind of showed his age at the at the end of the series, um, caused some um, some turnovers. But this series was the was the coming out party, even though he lost of Devin Booker as a top player in the NBA. That's all. That's all it was. And we he's shown it, even though he didn't get the chip that he wanted. He he showed the world that he was a top player in the series, a top player in the future of the future of the NBA. And Mark, I'm sorry, we, we kind of lost you in the, yeah, in, in the beginning. So yes, yes. so uh, yeah, like I said, so what I was saying is, it, it, their future, Phoenix future, all comes down to CP3. If CP3 mm. stays, they're a contender for at least the next two years. Even though he showed his age, even though you know he got hurt during the playoffs, which is typical Chris Paul at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it, it's uh, it's uh, it, it's. He's a key. He's he's key to whatever team he goes to. He's proven it with Oklahoma City. He's proven it here with Phoenix. So mm-hmm. if they can bring him back, I mean, this is this team is here for at least the next two years, maybe more. Yeah, Chris Paul reminds me of Isaiah Thomas without the rings. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he gets one, man. Not, he, he has to get one. He, he has to get one. One ring. One ring. So now we we're gonna talk about. The NBA draft, especially with with our mutual team, the New York Knicks, what they've done, uh, you know. So, you might you might not agree with me with this with this one. So I, I <laughs> you might. talk to me. So they, mm-hmm. I, they they had to me they had a great draft. They traded back down. They traded the 19th pick. They got Keon, uh, Keon Johnson. Traded mm-hmm. him. Then traded the pick that they got after that. Traded back down. Got a future first rounder. I think they they set themselves up perfectly for Chris Paul, and that's mm-hmm. who I want. That's the guy I want. Remember we talked about uh, uh, the man that you want, Spencer mm-hmm. Dinwiddie. But mm-hmm. 
I want Chris Paul. And he's proven with Phoenix. He's proven to be a, a great leader for a young team. I mm-hmm. want Chris Paul, and I want Carmelo Anthony on the New York Knicks. I want Carmelo Anthony coming off the bench, showing Obi Toppin what, what it's like to be a, you know, to actually score to, mm-hmm. instead of just dunking the ball. He, Obi Toppin, he's, he's having Carmelo Anthony on the Knicks team, mm-hmm. showing him a post move, giving Obi Toppin someone to actually look up to and and, 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 and feed off of in, in scoring sense, not really defensively. Mm-hmm. Even though Melo is underrated defensively, but well, that's another story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a perfect fit. It's, it, it was the perfect. It was the perfect draft. It, it kept our our salary uh, cap the way we we wanted it. Now it's time to just go out there and and and, and sign these guys and and really it, and we showed them. We showed mm-hmm. them last season four seed. Even though we lost to Atlanta, we lost to a better team. Period. And we saw that. Mm-hmm. So we can only we can only go up from from where we were. So I, I'm excited. I, I'm happy with the draft. I'm happy with who we who, who we drafted. We've got some young defensive-minded guys coming from defensive-minded teams, so I'm, I'm excited. Okay, okay. Oh, Quentin, Quentin Grimes did, was the pick the Knicks drafted. After all their trading down, they actually picked their 25th with the Quentin Grimes on with the pick last night. But we we, you, we mentioned Chris Paul, who you want Chris Paul on the team. Uh, oh, I mentioned Spencer Dinwiddie. You mentioned Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. Let me tell you something, Mark. We do have enough cash space to sign all three. Yeah, but it's then what do you do with Derrick Rose? That that's my thing. I think Derrick Rose is a, is a key piece for this team, and I think Tom Thibodeau used him and I. Well, I mean, the last couple of games of the playoffs, he kind of ran him to the ground, but he had no choice on that on that matter. To be honest with you, even though uh, I thought we should have started uh, Franklin Lukina, but that's. Uh, neither here or there. It's pointless to talk about spill milk, but uh, mm-hmm. the New York Knicks, as an organization, as a team, right now, having Chris Paul coming, starting, and then having Derrick Rose, Carmelo Anthony, uh, coming up, ha- having that veteran presence with an Emmanuel quickly, with it Obi Toppin, I-, I I can't help but think that's I I don't see a special thing with in that in that fold unless we do get rid of a unless we do get rid of a, of a Derrick Rose or or, or which I really don't want to go. I don't really. Don't, I really don't want to get rid of Emmanuel quickly, either. Unless we're getting, and if we're getting rid of Emmanuel quickly, we better be getting Damian Lillard. That's, that's the only guy I'm, I'm willing to trade. But let me let me let me, let me get you with this, this scenario. You could keep all four guys. You could keep Derrick Rose on that team. Now you you got to take a chance and moving RJ to the three, and have him get minutes there to keep that going. The, the problem with the Knicks is wasn't their defense. It was it was getting key buckets at key times. They struggled on offense. The offense bogged down a bit. You bring in Chris Paul, fantastic defender, honorable defender. You bring in Dinwiddie, also a decent defender. And you bring in Carmelo Anthony. Now, that's a problem. He's not really uh, a defender. He's a scorer, a poster, <laughs> and and all that fun stuff. But I think that the will to want to win the winning championship in New York, he has said he wants to finish his career in New York. I don't know if it's never just, wanted to leave. He never wants never to, leave. to leave. But you know what it is? It was him and Phil Jackson in the Knicks at the time was it was a toxic situation. Phil Phil Jackson, if he's not Trust in a <laughs> if if you if, if you don't have someone strong above him, can be a very toxic individual. Yeah. In the Bulls, you had Jerry Krause, who kept that kept that toxicity under control. Whether you like Jerry Krause or not, he kept that shit under control. In the Lakers, you had you had um, you had the ownership keeping that toxic tox, toxicity 
in check in Genie Bus, Jerry Bus, and, and, and Magic Johnson. Everyone kept that toxicity to a minimum. Now you bring it to the Knicks, where you already have a toxic owner in James Dolan. You bring an extra toxic toxic situation of Phil Jackson into the mix, and then, and then you have chaos for the past. Chaos, which finally has been cleaned up by Tom Thibodeau, Scott Perry, and, and, and Leon Rose. It took a while, though. It, 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 took, it took a long while. It took a while. <laughs> sent, sent, the franchise, sent, the franchise back, sent the franchise back five years, in my opinion. It did. It did. So, and, and so like I said, I mean, Phil Jackson, no, no reason to cry over spilled milk. Right. Phil Jackson came in. He drafted Frank Nilekina with his last draft pick, and I think that's, that's also somebody who I would love to keep, but that's neither here or there. Mm -hmm. I think that right now, coming into this organization for Melo, guy who never wanted to leave, mm -hmm. always played his, played harder than anybody on the court. Mm -hmm. People people like to like to say that you no, know, he he tossed up shots. Who who is he, who else was going to take those shots? Mm -hmm. Who else was going to? He, he had to take forty shots today because who else was going to take those shots? Chris Porzingis mm -hmm. wasn't wasn't Chris Stapps, and, and he still isn't Chris Stapps, even with the Mavs. I mean, he's having problems with Luca over there. So he was never put in a position to win, mm -hmm. period. The best the best chance he had to win was in 2013 when they brought in J.R. Smith. Oh, well, J.R. Smith was already there, but they, they brought in Jason Kidd. They had a bunch of missionaries that went out there, and, and, and they played hard, but mm -hmm. they weren't a team. It was it was, it was was a lot of guys just playing hard and, and, and seeing what could happen as, uh, for one year. And we saw that it wasn't sustainable after after that. And then, you, and then you have Phil Jackson coming in and, and really blowing it up and, and and throwing everything out of the loop. Well, I have a different take on that. I felt that um, Mike Woodson didn't make the necessary adjustments in that in that playoff season against Indiana. That would have enabled them to to overcome the difficulties. Them playing around with the Boston Celtics. If you, I don't want to spend too much time on the past, but yeah. them playing around with the playing around with the Boston Celtics the first round that made the series go longer than they really have to. That was a problem. So, um, like I said, um, the Knicks is on the way to the on the way to, on the arrow going up without um, having a superstar player wants to bring in all his uh, superstar friends with him. As we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about the Los Angeles Lakers making a very big trade. Sources is not confirmed yet, ladies and gentlemen, but um, Russell Westbrook is going to LA to the Lakers. For uh, Kyle Kuzma, which they've been, they, to be honest with you, Mark, they've been trying to trade car Kyle Kuzma since LeBron came to the team. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the trade was Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrow, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and the number 20, the 22nd pick in, in yesterday's draft for Westbrook and a 24 second round pick and a 28 second round pick. So, again, LeBron gets his third star, the third star he wanted. You know what I'm saying? This guy just wants stars on his team to help him win it easier to win his championship. Doesn't so doesn't move I, the needle for me at all. You still got a you still a healthy Brooklyn will tear those guys apart. It, it's it's Russell Westbrook. I mean, listen at the at the end of the day, Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook. I, you know, he played. He's he's a warrior on the court with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. How does, the best defense is making him shoot threes. Mm. That's the best. That's the, 
what's gonna what's gonna stop them? It's not Brooklyn. It's the three point line. It's it's that simple. And 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 you you went out and you got someone another slasher, guy who can't shoot, mm-hmm. shoots better than Bron, I guess. But I mean, what's that saying? I mean, it, it's Lebron. It, Lebron can shoot better than Westbrook, man. I I'm yeah. to, I told I totally different on that. LeBron's right. a better shooter than than Westbrook. LeBron LeBron is the best player in this era, but it, I think he he kind of diminishes his um competitive competitive um um it's not going to juice my man. So I don't know who that guy is, but anyway, um, <laughs> I'm about to yeah, but LeBron is still the greatest player in in, in his era. However, but the thing is too is that um. He doesn't have that competitive fire to try to put bring a team to the top. The only time I see him bring a team to the NBA Finals with no pro, without by himself was the first Cleveland, first Cleveland Cavalier team that lost to the Spurs. They got swept out. And then he every time he every time he loses a playoff series, he has to get another superstar to join him. And now you get what it is. The NBA is now is the NBA today now is just everyone's chasing the ring. Yeah, and and that's the. It's it's a problem, but it's never going to be solved. I no. I really I, I mean I hope like I said earlier, uh, Giannis winning the chip. I hope that you know I feel like that's a step towards hopefully a lot of these guys staying home and and, and staying pat where they are. But at the end of the day, you know, the rings are all, are basically what we use to you know find out if you're great or not. And you know, Carmelo Anthony and Chris Paul are in that you know they're great players, but they don't got a chip. Russell no. Westbrook doesn't have a chip. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin Durant has that over both James Harden and, and Russell Westbrook, and and at the end of the day, this move, this trade doesn't make the Lakers. I mean, makes the Lakers probably more more watchable than, than last year. But what does it do? It just it just adds more of the same old Lakers. They they keep going away from what won them the championship in two in twenty twenty in the in the bubble. I mean, mm-hmm. you have these guys. You, you you're gonna end up. Now you're gonna have you have no choice but to sign guys of veteran minimums, uh, and 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 you're gonna have to if you guys can bring back, maybe they'll try to recreate the 2020 team. Maybe they, Dwight Howard's a free agent. Maybe you can get him to come back. Javale McGee's a free agent. Maybe you can get him to come back. <laughs> Javale McGee, yeah, I know. But shocked in the fool. Shocked in the fool. <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yeah. But you know it, this this team is is. Lakers, they're gonna, they're gonna make, they'll make the playoffs. They'll, they'll win a series, but this isn't a championship team. It doesn't move the needle for, for me, and I, I, I don't think for anybody who really knows this team and watches this team. But you know, one thing, Dennis Schroeder is out as point guard of the Lakers. This they can don't pray for that. <laughs> unless miraculously, America miraculously keep them and they find a way to fit everybody in, in that lineup. But I, I don't see how. To be honest with you. I mean, the best thing they can do is sign a trade and bring in some guys. I, I, and, and depending on who you, you're not getting much for Dennis Schroeder. I, I mm-hmm. don't don't see them. You know, you're not you're not getting a, you're not trading them to the Knicks and getting R.J. Barrett. So, like, no, what, no. what do you, you know, what, like, you know, you're not getting any any key young piece. You know, I you're gonna you're gonna it's it's nothing. The, the, the I, Lakers are are, four, are a four or five seed. I think I think I think that was a shooter asking for like twenty or thirty million, yeah, thirty million per year. He wants, he wants he's not he's not worth that. Deal. He's not he's not worth that. He come on, he he's just a good player, a, a, a good player. He's nothing superstar about him. He got in his head. He got in his head in, in OKC. OKC had a good team because they were coached well and they 
played well together. When you take, once you take, once you took those guys out and 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 moved them around and then let them play by themselves, you, you see it. They they're not. They're nothing but what they are. They're really good role players to put around stars. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Schroeder just tries to outplay himself, and and you see what happens. Like last year. So let me tell you something. If they, if let's say some some team plays Schroeder. 20, 30 million, 30 million dollars a year. How much you think Spencer Dinwiddie is worth? Twenty to thirty. God damn. Just kidding. Uh, this, I'm just saying. How much is how much is Dinwiddie worth? Because at least he brought a team to playoffs on his own without Kyrie, without Durant. I mean, <laughs> think about like, it for a it's, second. It's, it's like I'm thinking about it. I'm like, but I just can't see a team paying Spencer Dinwiddie that that money anyway. You know. Like, I was, like like even even if Schroeder got got lucky and 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 somebody was high and drunk at the same time when they met with him and decided to give him whatever he wanted or he blackmailed somebody to give him whatever he wanted, I can't see Spencer Dinwiddie getting anything. You know, fifteen mil for for a, it's it's probably the most I can see him getting. I mean, if he gets if he goes to a, to a to a crap team like he goes to Charlotte or whatever and they're willing to pay him whatever they want, I mean. That's one thing, but on a, on a team that's going to be willing to contend, I don't I don't see special team really getting any type of money uh, like that. Mm-mm. I don't know. Let's 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 hope the, the NBA NBA don't NBA team don't do, do some nothing stupid with Dennis Schroeder and give him that money. <laughs> I got you know, it. let's not do nothing stupid with that. So that would be a dumb move. You, you could you could even win with you could even win the Lakers with LeBron on the, on the team. Come on. Yeah, yeah, you can. Rondo. You, you better have oh, you better off having Rondo. <laughs> I would I would have loved to have Rondo on the Knicks. I would have loved that. I would have loved it. Oh, uh, I would love to have Rondo on the team, but his chemistry with the coaches have been he could be toxic too to the coaches. Listen, no, listen. We'll see what happens with the NBA. So, you know, I'm I'm gonna follow up on this come free agent time. The yeah. Knicks hope to have hope to have you on the show for the New York Knicks. Well, really go deep in the Knicks for what they need and needs a free agency. Is it going to be a real depressing day, or is it going to be a real happy day for us? <laughs> you know, you know what the one the Knicks gave us. The Knicks gave us something that we haven't had in a long time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? A loud garden in the playoff time. Yeah, LeBron James in Space Jam. Yep. So. The Knicks gave us something that we haven't had in years. A pad garden during playoff time with a chance of defense throughout throughout the entire series. Every home game was electric. I was kind of upset if we went down in five games. I was kind of hoping we'd go down. If we were going to go down, let's go down in seven. So yeah. I continue to hear those chants of defense through the rest mm-hmm. of the series to see that garden with electricity in the garden, the way the garden was shaking and all that stuff. That's why I was kind of upset that they lost in five. But Atlanta was the Atlanta was the better team, so we have to move on from that. So yeah, I mean, it was it was heartbreaking, man. That 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 series, uh, we we played a better team, but mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, it was uh, it, it was it was heartbreaking. And 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 I'm happy with the team that with what we did with the team that we had, and uh, you know, it, it's it it showed that we that that New York is back. You know? yeah. New York New York basketball is back. Knicks are back. And uh, you know, I couldn't be more happier to be a Knicks fan than than right now at this point. You know, I I feel like it's going to be a uh, 
a free agency that can make or break us. But I, I'm, for once, I'm actually optimistic <laughs> about the the Knicks being able to to do something right. And, okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going full championship mode, but you know, no, I, no, no, I feel no. like, I feel like you know, we got we got a good playoff core that that we can work around. Let, let, let me let me let me hit you hit you another thing before we segue to baseball because we got a lot. You know, we got a lot to talk about baseball. baseball. A lot of baseball to talk about. Keep keep an eye on New Orleans and Zion Williamson. And I'm gonna tell you why. Why it's important to not trade Obi Toppin right now. It's important to sign um, Julius Randle now to an extension, because what I've what I've seen through interviews when they talk about Zion Wilson, Zion, talk to Zion Wilson about playing in the Garden as a as a home player, it excites him, yeah. and he and he has that mojo to be like, yo, I want to go to New York, and you he has been on record saying that he wants to play with RJ Barrett in New York. So that's what I was telling you when we had the conversation at work. We yeah. cannot trade RJ Barrett because that's gonna be that's gonna be the key to getting Zion in New York. And the, the guys that's gonna be traded, mark my words, Julius Randle and Obi Toppin will be part of that deal where Zion will be in New York in the next few years. That's gonna be the key. Man, see you get it as a Knicks fan. You know, after all these years of suffering, it's just like, you no, know, I've heard it all before. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, LeBron, I has never, LeBron has never said he wanted to be in New York. You know? This, hey, no, this, no, no, kid, hey. this kid has. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Brooklyn's in New York, too. So who knows, man? Listen. This is, there, there's, there's so much. There, there is so much that goes in. To, like, you, you know, man. You, we, Mark. We, Mark. We've been, we've Mark. been in hell. Mark. So it's hard to, it's hard to, to see it. <laughs> Brooklyn Nets had has the better team on paper. They had all these guys. They had Blake Griffin. They had uh, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, all these other all these superstars on one team or former superstars on one team. But they say they wasn't rocking the way the Garden was rocking. Yeah, I know. That's man. that's just that's just straight truth, straight facts. Mm -hmm. The Knicks are the best. The Knicks are New York. Mm -hmm. Brooklyn can keep the Nets, but the Knicks are New York. I, I I get it, but I can't get my hopes up about Zion coming to the Knicks. I have my I'm hopes not. up there in the when he got drafted. I have my hopes up that we we suck so much that we could possibly just 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 grab a ping pong ball that said we can get him, and we we didn't even get we didn't even get that. Uh, so, it's not about hopes. His family is pushing it as we speak. Why do you think New Orleans is in the hunt? Why did no one make a trade to try to keep him there? To make him happy enough to not want to leave. They're making yeah, moves like, to they're like making the team better to make sure he doesn't want to leave. He's yeah, getting pressure you, from well, his he's, he's getting pressure from his own family. You need to go to New York next. New York. Yeah. To go and, to New York next. And, and I and I understand it. And I understand <laughs> it completely. But I'll believe it when I see it. Me too. I'll believe it when I see it. Me too. So we 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 gonna segue <laughs> off of basketball, you know what I'm saying? Segue basketball. We are gonna talk about oh, here we go. This is baseball. What I was Major League Baseball trade line uh, trading deadline has ended yesterday, which is no arbitration. There's no after after trade line um, deals. No waiver deals. No nothing. No waiver deals. No nothing, guys. Mark's a Yankee fan. You know, I got the Met fan. 
Trying to change him, guys. I'm going to let, let Mark talk first because I know he's the happiest man right now because when, uh, we, spoke, uh, when we spoke at work, <laughs> he mentioned that the Yankees were going to get Anthony Rizzo, and they got him yesterday. Mark, take uh, it away. Take it away. I was sitting. I was having dinner. And look at my phone, and there it was, the, the best news I could have gotten that day. Anthony Rizzo traded to the New York Yankees, and the Cubs are paying him to come to us. This, let me say this, I, I, I've been on record, and I, I've, I've told down this so many times. I said that Brian Cashman, if the Yankees do not make the playoffs, Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone, just because just they come as a package, would be fired. Brian Cashman just got himself another year. He bought himself another year to be the general manager of the New York Yankees with the moves that he has made. He went out. He he, he gets uh, Joey Gallo from the from the Texas Rangers. The mm-hmm. Rangers. People don't understand this. The Rangers are paying Ruben Odor and Joey Gallo's salary to come play for us. And then we go out, and the guy I want and the guy I said we were going to get, Anthony Rizzo gets traded to the New York Yankees. And they're paying his salary to come play with us. This is why they want, and they said it, they, the New York Yankees, and, and, and I'm, they, they kill me with the moves that they make. And the, well, not even the moves that they make, the moves that they don't make. Mm-hmm. And they went out and, and, and they, they proved me wrong. They really did. I, I really didn't, I, I expected them to, to make a deal I expected them to get a lefty bat. I expected them to 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 try because Brian Cashman is is right now is 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 fighting for his for his job, period. He know he knew that his ass was on the hot seat, and he knew that you know what I got to do something before the Steinbrenners figure out that I I can't I, it's impossible for me to do my job. And he went out and he got Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo coming into the Yankee lineup with Joey Gallo balances out the lineup in in such a way that. I'm not. I'm not saying the Yankees are winning the World Series, mm-hmm. but damn it, we're going to be pretty damn close to winning the World Series if our pitching comes back. If 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 we can start pitching the way we're supposed to be pitching, if our bullpen can get back to where it's supposed to be, our bullpen used to be the it thing of our team. Besides mm-hmm. hitting home runs, which we don't hit home runs, we just strike out a lot. But that's a whole other issue. Our bullpen has been terrible this season, absolutely terrible. We suck against the Reds. We sucked against the, the, our division in general, but we suck mm-hmm. against the Red Sox. We suck against the Tampa Bay Rays. We lost 14 to nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think that slap in the mouth, 14 nothing, that slap in the mouth really woke us up. Mm-hmm. And the New York Yankees have had so many idiotic moves. This is a day that I can say the Yankees did the right thing. They didn't give up too much. They didn't go over the, the tax threshold. By like a million, and then by one dollar, and then have to pay the tax. They 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 stayed pat, and they made the team better. They made the team. They did the right things, the right baseball moves, not analytical moves, right baseball moves. Mm-hmm. And they made the New York Yankees a better team that can actually fight in this division now. Because the fact of the matter is, the New York Yankees in the AL East, we are we are the toughest division in baseball. Period. I don't care what's going on in the NL West. I don't care what's going. On. The, the NL East is, you know, the NL East, what, what that is. AL East is the toughest division in baseball because you got the Red Sox who are always in it, and you got now you have the Tampa Bay Rays, and 
don't even get me started on what the Blue Jays did. The Blue Jays are making me have me gonna have nightmares for the next couple of years with the moves that they made. I mean, they, they got my, my they got my guy Mats up in there. Yeah, yeah, you got see, and, and the things we need. <laughs> we we could have used Mats right now on the Mets though. I can see that vein coming out right now. Listen, let me explain something to you. But let me. We, we, you mentioned Cashman, right? I, I believe Cashman's clock was ticking way before this season. It, it was just Matt. I think Joe Girardi covered his ass. I believe Aaron Boone covered his ass too by going to the playoffs and going deep in the playoffs. I think his I think his time clock started ticking when he made that foolish trade for Giancarlo Stanton. No, I, I I don't believe so on that. I, I, don't I, I believe so. I, the New York Yankees. So, 2017. Mm-hmm. This team. The reason why we didn't go after Justin Verlander is because we didn't think that we were good enough to win. I didn't think we were good enough to to win. Mm-hmm. All right. We go into 2017 and we lose to a team that we find out was cheating. That we find out cheated, and we lose to the Astros and another winning the whole thing. And then they make the move to fire Joe Girardi. Now, if you wanted to tell me that you were going to go fire Joe Girardi because, you know what, he was asking for too much money or, you know, whatever, or he wanted to step away, you know what, that's one thing. You fired him, or you didn't bring him back because he made Gary Sanchez sad. That's why you didn't he, – he, you didn't bring him back because he told you that I'm the manager and I'm going to manage. So you got yourself a puppet. Aaron Boone did not – I'm sorry, and, and Aaron Boone is, seems like a nice guy, and he's a, he's a, he's a hero in New York because of that home run in 03. But listen, he's he's not he's he's a puppet. He's a puppet for Brian Cashman and the analytical team that he's put together. And yes, an, analytics are, are great and they should be used, but there's absolutely no managing on the New York Yankees or in baseball for for most teams. That's just the way baseball is now. But his time clock started ticking when they lost to the Red Sox in the DES in 2018. That's when the clock started really, you know, all right, let's, we lost in the ALDS. We made absolutely no adjustments. Mm-hmm. 2019, we lost to the Houston Astros on the, because Jose Altuve had a buzzer. We all, okay. You know, mind you, mind you, sorry to cut you off, yo. Mm-hmm. Houston Astros were cheating in 2019, and, and Washington still beat them. How about that? Was it 2019 when the Nationals won, won their title? Yeah, in 2019, yes. And, and they beat them in their stadium. Well, but, all right, so here's the thing. So I, I, I'll mm-hmm. say this. So mm-hmm. in the, Astros, the, the, Astros, the Nationals won that series, and it was one of the greatest series ever. They, every, every game was a road team winning. Yeah. So, you know, hats off to them. They won that series. But the fact of the matter is the Astros, they knew they knew what pitch was coming. On. Don't even get me started on that, too. I can't even. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah, we, but, we will get started. Because <laughs> I, I can go on a whole tirade on, on Jose Altuve, that midget piece mm-hmm. of crap. <laughs> but, so that, that's where the, 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 the clock started ticking on that day. In the ALDS in twenty in twenty eighteen when we lost to the Red Sox, mm-hmm. that's when the class started. To. We go we don't go out and and then the, the free agencies that passed and we did absolutely nothing. We did absolutely nothing. We get DJ LeMahieu and LeMahieu. I, granted, he was an MVP. I I love the guy. All right, listen, mm-hmm. I, I I don't I don't want to trade him. I I 
he's he's a good he's a good player and I and I appreciate him being on the Eagles. We get DJ LeMahieu. We didn't expect him to be an MVP. Shark talent. Mm-hmm. He just started playing. He started playing well, and and but the the one thing that we needed that we didn't get was pitching. We go out and we get Garrett Cole. Great. That was the guy you you loved him. You you Brian Cashman probably fantasized him in the bedroom. Who knows? And if, and you got him. But Patrick Corbin, you couldn't you couldn't sign him, the lefty that we needed. You couldn't go you you couldn't go out and trade for um you couldn't go out and 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 the year prior trade for Garrett Cole. The you, you couldn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. You but you but you you go out and you you spend the money for Garrett Cole, but you you couldn't you couldn't go a year for a year over what you wanted for Patrick Corbin. Who turned out to be the reason, one of the main reasons why the Nationals won that World, that World Series? There was a lot of things that, that that Brian Cashman and just in free agency did that completely turned Yankee fans off, and 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 I think turned ownership off. He didn't want to go, and he did. He 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 is so thick skulled and 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 so. In, in his head about wanting to, to make this team his, mm-hmm. that he is he has absolutely no idea how to to manage to, to think baseball anymore. So him actually listening to baseball guys and, and, and doing baseball things now, I think saved them starting to show that you know what? Maybe he's maybe things are turning around for the New York Yankees. But we just gotta wait and see. But I, I Coming back to, to this trade deadline, it was a great deadline for the Yankees. Brian Cashman saved his job, at least for the year. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll see we'll we'll see how it goes. And I, I don't know if you want to talk about this later, but I think the I, I think I know what the Cubs are trying to do with these trades. With the mm-hmm. uh, just beyond, you know, your you guys get Javier Baez, who's I would have loved on the Yankees, but you know he wanted to play with his boy Lindor, and trading Chris Bryant. And I, I think that this could be one of the biggest hauls for the Cubs I've ever seen, if, if they play it right. But Look, let's talk about the, the let's talk about the trade that affects my New York Mets team right now. It's a big trade in, in the for the Dodgers. Getting Scherzer and Trey Turner. The defending world champions. How do they do this? How, you, the defending world champions make that move. That's 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 a Yankee esque move right there, right there. I, I don't that's know. A, that's a late do. that's a late nineties, early two thousand New York Yankees move right there. The Dodgers pulled that shit off. Makes it even harder for my Mets to 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 to, to win the pennant and come to go back to the World Series. You know, the the, the Mets made some trades. You know, I, I wasn't I did not like the the Rich Hill trade. I'm not a fan of Rich Hill as a pitcher. I didn't like him as a pitcher. I mean, he had some decent seasons previously, but I wasn't a big fan of his. If you're going to do that trade, you might as well just move Seth Lugo to the starting, the starting rotation and, and, and get yourself a, a bullpen, get, get get a Kimbrel or something like that to fill his shoes. Rich Hill was not worth whatever prospect they gave up. I hope they gave up a C prospect, a D prospect for him. That I hope they did do that, but... It didn't turn the media to me and say that, all right, the Mets are different than what we had with the Wilpons as ownership. This this reeks of owner of um, Wilpon ownership, this Rich Hill trade. I understand we got DeGrom injured. I understand we got Carrasco injured. I understand we got Syndergaard injured. 
We understand we got Peterson injured. I understand all that stuff. But if you want to change the culture in which Uncle Steve Cohen has changed for all New York fans, we are no longer the little brother in New York. We are at the same level as the Yankees right now. The mentality of a New York Mets fan is at the level of a of, of, of the New York Yankee fan base. We we want to win championships. We're not here to play meaningful games in September, as Wilpons have been pushing for the past 20 years. This is different with the New York Mets. And to see them not, not make a big trade, for them not getting Chris Bryant, allowing Chris Bryant to go over to the San Francisco Giants, another team that we got to worry about in the playoffs, the National League playoffs, San Francisco Giants. We need a third baseman. We not as like you said, Mark. There's no waiver wire trades you can make anymore. So, Javier Baez, gonna have to sign him as a free agent. And that's where it comes down to what I was saying before. Cubs could have a, a big haul coming their way. The mm-hmm. Cubs can 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 turn this into the Chapman deal 2.0, just reversed. The, the Chicago Cubs, if they play this right, can re-sign Anthony Rizzo. Can re-sign. Mm-hmm. Javier Baez mm-hmm. and or Chris Bryant. They got back the best they could from from each team. Mm-hmm. And now they have a choice of the three when they pay free agency. Do I think that that's going to happen? Probably not. But there's a possibility and that's there's a better there's a better chance than than what most people think of it happening. Anthony Rizzo never wanted to leave. Chicago. He, he said he wanted to go down with the sinking ship. Javier Baez was willing to work with Chicago and get a deal done. So I, I if, if it was comes down to the three, I think it's going it, to, to two of the three, it's going to be Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo going back to Chicago during free agency. Now, when it comes down to the Mets, there's a, uh, you know, you guys, you guys got a, a bat, which is what you needed. You guys aren't hitting. Uh, but you didn't add a, a, a starting pitcher to to the to the mix for your team. Who was, and, the, who, who was the bat that we needed? Who was the bat that was gonna make that difference for the Mets? Well, Are like you I said, it would have been it would have been a Chris. It would have been Chris Bryant. Chris probably would have yeah, been, yeah. been a better fit. But you still got a bat up to par with Chris Bryant. You just needed you just needed a third baseman to to make it work. Yeah. But moving having Javier Baez in the mix in New York and with the Mets. It doesn't hurt you. It makes you better. I mean, you guys are a better team now than you were a couple hours ago. Well, they got, do you got buyers or no? Do you, do you think you got, yeah, you guys got buyers. Javier Baez is a, is a New York man. I missed that. Hold on. Let me just double check this, Mark. You didn't you know, feel me or something. You go, say you make my vein go down. Hold on. Hold on. You have made my vein go down. I'm about to be. I'm about to have a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah. Hold Javier on. Baez is a New York man. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, oh shit! Okay, hello. Okay. <laughs> uh, now you brought a smile to my face. Look at that. Javier Baez is a New York man. I could not believe it. Thank you, Mark, for bringing <laughs> that to my attention. Now I can have a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah, smile on my face. Okay. He's gonna right. be a third baseman. Now, no, no, he's he's, he's gonna be the second baseman. Javier yeah, Baez the, is gonna be the second baseman for the New York Mets. So you do want to put McNeil at third? You would probably yeah. You either put McNeil or or you move McNeil to the outfield. I don't know how that would work, but 
you, you're gonna that Javier Baez is, is your guy's second base. He's not moving to third base. It's time to come next season if you do keep Baez on the team. It's time for the mess next spring training. <laughs> oh, your master plan. The master to, plan. Here it comes. <laughs> to let Pete Alonso take ground balls at third base. It's time. It's time. It's, it's, it's about that time. You improve. The thing right. is that the thing is that you move. You move Alonso to third base. You bring Don Smith to first base. Now you now you have an opportunity to sign a big time outfielder, and then you, you or even either either get a big time center fielder. You move Nimmo to left field and keep and resign Conforto. Even though I think the contract situation that he's in right now is kind of messing up his season, and it's costing him a lot of money. It did. So that's another thing too. For the Mets now, what it is is that you gotta they gotta they gotta get the ground back. You gotta get um Carrasco going, he which he's starting tonight, I believe, right? Starting tonight. Carrasco first starting tonight. First start yeah. in the first start of the season. They get Syndergaard back. Let me mention something about Syndergaard, which I which I heard from another sh- uh, show on the radio. Talk about oh he needs to go to the bullpen. He needs to go to the bullpen. Who the hell said that? Uh, boom the boomer show. Don't listen to Boomer. Go to ESPN. Don't no, no, listen. I, I don't listen. I don't listen to that. They had a they had a nerve to make comparison to him and Matt Harvey. Let me explain to you what happened with Matt Harvey briefly. Matt Harvey got in his own way. It wasn't the injuries, he got in his own way. Okay. And Terry Collins didn't have the balls to, to make a firm decision. If you're gonna take the man out in game five of the World Series, you take him out of the game. If, if 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 you're gonna leave him in the game, leave him in the game. Don't let the fans change your mind during during a World Series. If you if you follow your first instinct, that's and that's that's the that's key to life. If that's the key advice I give to anybody in life, is to fight is to follow your initial instinct. It's true. Don't let yeah. no one don't let no one dissuade you from your initial instinct. And Terry Collins, as good of a match he was that season. He was part of the reason why the Mets lost that World Series, if not if not a big time. Everyone everyone say familiar, familiar this, familiar that, but Terry Collins did not put familiar in a in a, in a in a position to succeed. The only time he did that is when he gave that gave that homer to Alex Gordon in Game One. That's the yeah. only time. Yeah. So, like I said, get this get this bullpen up and running. The Mets will be fine. But what what worries me is that they lost two out of three to the Braves. That worries me. The Braves got better too. The Braves got better too. Uh, you know they, you know, you know the Braves cut um, um, NCR day. They dropped them. The designated for excitement. Damn, I couldn't believe it. Isn't isn't Acuna out for the season? Acuna's out for the season, but they picked up Eddie Rosario uh, from the uh, from the Twins. Mm-hmm. They have Jack, uh, and they picked up somebody else. Uh, I think it was Adam Duvall. Was it wow. as well? Yeah, I, I believe so. <clears throat> And the thing about the Braves too, we're in July 30th. You know, the Mets as an organization should never take their first place in a division for granted. <laughs> Sands 2007, Sands 2008. This is where they need to have a killer instinct. And I think them training for Javier Baez is now cementing the killer instinct. They needed a move like that back in those those two years. If they made, if they made a move like that, there'd be a different history for the Mets of 2007, 2008. Now, I'm not going to go back. That, 
do you think that this Javier Baez trace puts you over the top in this division? Because right now, what 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 my what I see is a problem for the Mets is besides the you know the injury to, to the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't get it. I I I would have thought you guys would have went out and got a big time reliever, one big time reliever to put in that bullpen. Have it, you know you, you I get I get that you know your bullpen has been has been doing you know doing this thing, but mm-hmm. you guys have been burning you guys have been burning out, man. You guys have a burnt out bullpen right now. So if you guys uh, understandably you guys couldn't get um, Berrios from from the Twins, you went to mm-hmm. Toronto. It's gonna bug me for the next couple of years. But you guys, you guys, I feel like you guys targeted the wrong thing. You guys went, you guys got bias, and you got a chance to get bias. I get it, but you guys should have went out and got got a reliever if you guys couldn't get a starting pitcher and a big time. Craig Kimbrell was out there. The Kimbrough, you get Kimbrough, you will you start moving Lugo to the starting rotation where he wants to be. It opens everything up where he wants to be because remember, Gasselman's still out with an injury. There's a few guys that's still out out of that bullpen, and and you don't know you don't know what you're going to get out of Edwin Diaz in a playoff situation because he has never been there, especially in New York. He has never been in a playoff race. He's never been there. And that scares the scares the scares the shit out of me right now. That's why you have, if you have traded for Craig Kimbrell, you would have had something there to go with. And my thing is with the, with the Kimbrell trade. To mm-hmm. Chicago, well, to, from from Chicago to the White, from the Cubs to the White Sox, is the White Sox have just set themselves up for. Now you have two closers mm-hmm. that can that can close at any given day. Mm-hmm. Now you did not. Now you don't. There is no. I, I don't see them. I mean, I could be wrong, and and, and Larusa is going to be. You know, you're going to be a setup man. You're going to be a closer. You're going to be putting the best pitcher out there. The, the, the White Sox are a team you got to people got to really watch out for when it comes down. If you if you're down late late in the game, mm-hmm. it might be lights out because all they got to do is say, you know what, we're going to put Kimbrel in the seventh inning. We're going to put Kimbrel in the seventh inning. We're going to get these outs. You got your best. You got you got the middle of the order up. We're putting in Kimbrel. Mm-hmm. But this is we we know we talk about Moneyball, right? Yeah. Craig Kimbrel is exactly what Lucy Ball is all about. <laughs> two closers. Remember what you just said just now. Two closers. Larusso mm-hmm. will find a way to use both of them as closers. Trust and believe yeah. that. You know, yeah. you, you can never question his um his managerial skills. You can question his 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 um his um decision making and drinking and driving, but you can't question his managerial <laughs> skills. So uh, that in itself, we could we could talk about that all day, all night. Okay. And um, we have we have Mr. Per, Mr. Alberto was talking about the, the football, and um, this is not going to be the episode for football. Even though I would love to talk about football, love, love to talk about the Giants, love to talk about the Jets right now. But this that probably be a, we me and Mark will sync up and um, do the episode that's with the new the Jets better. and Giants because we're coming up. Giants. Absolutely, we're about to come up at that time. We have to end the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, any final words, Mark, before we end the podcast? This is the uh, the beginning of a, of, a, of a run for the New York Yankees. This is the beginning of a run. I'm I'm I'm, I'm calling it. This is this is the wild card run for the New York Yankees. And once we get in, you you don't know what's gonna happen. Okay, he, that's what he believes. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate the faith. I appreciate the faith in Mark and his team. 
But <laughs> these are not the Paul Neal Yankees. Uh, no, nah, these uh, are the Anthony the, Rizzo, the, Joey the, Gallo, Derek, Aaron Derek Judge, Derek Cheetah Yankees. You know, I trust John Carlos Stanton. I trust Aaron Judge. They can do it, man. They but can what, do it. But you know, there was rumors out the circle that they wanted to trade Aaron Judge. How, how would you have felt felt about felt about it that they did that made that trade? Uh, as a as a fan, mm-hmm. uh, as a as a fan. I, I say that I would probably be upset, you know, because I, I, you know, Aaron Judge is, is Aaron Judge, man. He's a he's a star in the team. He's a star of this league, and, mm-hmm. and you know, he's having a, a, a great year this year. Um, as a as a logical fan, mm-hmm. uh, makes sense. It makes it makes perfect sense. If they would have traded him and, and and got back a haul that you know that blew us away and 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 it made sense, I. I you know, as a, it would hurt in the beginning, you know, and seeing him do what he's doing for another team, but mm-hmm. I, I, it, it would make sense. Trading Aaron Judge or, or, or trading a Giancarlo Stanton, which we can't do, because uh, nobody wants his contract. Even though I, I don't agree with trading Giancarlo Stanton, I think Giancarlo Stanton is a big piece of this team. It, uh, it, it would make sense. It would make sense as long as we brought back. You know, we would, we would need to bring back a pitcher, a big time pitcher. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, it. It would hurt, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it as much as long as we got back what he des- what we deserve for him. I, I, I think I'm in the minority of the Yankee fans when I say that, but I feel like we should. But what bothers me? I'm gonna get this in because mm-hmm. I need I need to talk crap about Brett Gardner. Okay. I want to get all the I want to get all the Yankee fans pissed <laughs> off now. I mean. Brett Gardner should have been traded in this deadline. I don't care if we gave up a bag of chips, <laughs> some skittles. We. I, we could throw a parade if Brett Gardner was traded. We need we have so so many and, and so many players in the minor leagues. You're gonna tell me that none of them are on the level of Brett Gardner batting ninth, the the, the bona fide scrub of the mm-hmm. two thousand nine New York Yankees World Series team. Mm-hmm. Did a roll the bench to a World Series title and Brian Cashman still has him in the lineup all these years later. Mm. Makes absolutely no sense. He should have been traded, and and don't, uh, don't even get me. It's another year. It's another <laughs> half a year more with Brett Garner. Hopefully, he's gone after this. <laughs> All right, guys. Yo, um, we're about to end the podcast right now. You know, I want to thank Mark for joining me, joining me on the podcast. Okay. We will have him on another podcast. Hopefully, next yeah. week we'll talk about more Mets, more Yankees, and probably talk a little bit into football. Because right. well, we did promise you to that because we the Jets finally yeah. have finally signed Zach Wilson to his contract. Your your quarterback. I would love to say. <laughs> that's I would love, that's your next episode with Mark, we will talk about the Jets and the Giants. Your Mark, thank you for being yeah, on the man. show, my man. First of many, man. First of many. Uh, definitely. All right, everybody. I'll be back after the uh, outro. One second.
Once again, everybody, thanks for joining me on this podcast. Mark will be back with me on the next episode on sports. So definitely, thank you for joining us. Joey G will be back next episode. Ricky Brown will be back next episode. And also, we got new new calls joining us. This this fine lady is going to join us on the next podcast. I'm going to keep it all, all the secret, keep it all wrapped so she joins us on the podcast. You listen to the podcast on um, Anchor, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and any other um, platforms that you listen to a podcast via audio. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel on on, um, on YouTube, True Players Podcast. She's been Big Dom. I'm signing off on this podcast, baby. Peace, y'all.